Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Awesome. So, um, happy Advent. I love this time of year preparing for Christmas. And um, we just got our Christmas tree this week. And we went to a Christmas tree farm to cut it down and get it. We got a real one. And it was so funny because even though I know we live in Australia and I know it's always hot at Christmas. I got to the Christmas tree farm and I was walking around and there was this thing in the back of my mind like, hmm, where's the snow? Because like every Christmas tree mo- like movie I've ever seen when you get the Christmas tree, there's all the snow. And it's so funny how like I've lived here my whole life. I've only ever been other places for Christmas like a couple times. But every year it's kind of like I always associate Christmas with winter because all of like half of our decorations have to do with winter and all the Christmas carols are about winter and all the Christmas movies are about winter and it's so funny um and so yeah so what's the point of that if we've been getting ready for Christmas and we've been putting up the tree and everything and I love that we're, that's like such part of our tradition like we get ready for Christmas we set up our house for Christmas we buy presents we get ready for Christmas and so what we're doing in this series um as a church uh, we're starting a new series, actually, and this series is about us getting ready for Christmas. And so we're doing a series all about who Jesus is. Um, and so we're looking at the different I am statements Jesus made about himself. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the gate. Um, I am the bread of life. Um, and this week, we're going to be having a look at what, when Jesus talked about, I am the good shepherd. And so because Christmas is all about Jesus, you know, part of, you know, we set up our tree and we buy the presents and we also prepare our hearts for Christmas. We prepare our hearts for what, uh, for Jesus coming and for what that means, which is really great. So we're launching into that this morning, which I'm very excited about. So I'm just going to start out by reading the passage. Um, So if you don't know, in the book of John, the book of John was written probably the latest of all the Gospels. You know, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. The Gospel of John was written quite a bit later. And in the Gospel of John, he was really trying to deal with this question of who is Jesus? Was he a man? Was he God? And, you know, in the church today, we basically believe Jesus, like we do believe Jesus was fully man and fully God. But that was a huge dilemma for the early church. And it took them a few hundred years to nail that down and say, this is what we believe. And so um, it was this big question. And John, um, when he wrote the gospel, he was saying, no, Jesus was fully man and he was fully God. That's what he was trying to kind of bring out in John. And so throughout John, again and again and again, Jesus makes this statement of I am, I am, I am. And he talks about who he is. And so this one that we're going to read today, Jesus um, is talking about the fact that he is the good shepherd. And so I'm going to read starting in verse 6 or verse 7. It says, So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pasture. The thieves' purpose is to steal and kill and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he is only working for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know my father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold, and I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one father. 
The Father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it back again. No one can take it from me. I sacrificed it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again, for this is what my Father has commanded. So kind of long, but in this passage, Jesus is talking about the fact that he is a good shepherd. And now this idea of Jesus being a shepherd isn't just found in this passage or of God being a shepherd isn't just found in this passage. There's another classic part of the Bible that talks a lot about God being our shepherd. Does anybody know? Yeah, Psalm 23. So Psalm 23, we're going to read a bit later. It's a classic one we all know. There's another one you might know if you are my age or who have kids my age from Colin Buchanan. We all like sheep have gone astray. Ba ba do ba ba. Every time I like read that verse, I can't help but putting in the ba ba do ba ba bit. But we all know that verse. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. For the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Sing. Ba ba do ba ba. Huh. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, but when I, so they were the, like the main ones that came to mind. When I thought of the Lord being a shepherd and us being sheep, they were the main verses that came to mind. But I did a little Google search, as you do. And oh my goodness, the Bible is absolutely full of imagery. So from like there's heaps in the Psalms, even in Genesis, in the prophets, it's over and over and over again. And so I'm just going to read a couple of these other verses that talk about it because we're going to be exploring the topic. But I just kind of want to give us a bit of perspective that this idea isn't something that Jesus came up with last minute. It was something that had been talked about throughout the whole Bible of God being a shepherd. And so I think that when Jesus stood up and said, I am the good shepherd, He wasn't saying that into a void and into a vacuum. He was saying that to people who for thousands of years had been reading scriptures where God was saying, I'm the shepherd, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep. So I'm just going to read a couple of them that are pretty cool. Um, So Psalm 59.7 says, For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his flock. Today, if you would hear his voice and humble yourself, and it goes on and on. But it says, you know, we are the people of his pasture, the, the sheep that belongs to him. Um, in Psalm 100 verse 3, it says, Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And then in Ezekiel 34, 31, God's actually speaking and he says, As for you, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, you are men and I am your God, declares the Lord your God. Um, this one I thought was so cute. This is in Luke 12, 32, when Jesus is talking and he says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. Isn't that cute? Like, do not be afraid, little flock. Like, do not be afraid, sheep. The father wants to give you the kingdom. And I'll just read one more. So this is Genesis 48, 15. It says, he blessed Joseph and said, so this is... um, I don't know who's speaking. I'm sorry, guys. I will just read it out. It says, The Lord before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked. Okay, sorry. It's Jacob. Jacob is speaking and he's blessing his son Joseph. There we go. The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked. The God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day. And he goes on and gives this blessing to Joseph. But he gives it in this context of God has been my shepherd all my life to this day. I know God as my shepherd. That is my experience of my God. And so this idea has been throughout the whole Bible. It's one of the central ideas of who God is. And so as we read the Bible, you know, God says, I am a father. And he says, I'm a king. And he refers to himself in so many different ways. He's our counselor. He's a lot of heaven's armies because God is multifaceted. 
multifaceted and he needs us and wants us to see him on all those ways. He wants us to see him as king and to worship him with reverence and adoration and fear as our king. As king. But he also wants us to see him as father and to love him and to be intimate with him um, as with a father. And then this image of a shepherd, I think it can sometimes be a little bit difficult for us to understand. You know, we get father, we kind of get king, even though it's shifted a bit. But I think shepherd isn't super familiar to us today. Even if we like have sheep today or, you know, have a sheep farm, it's not exactly the same as what it would have been for a shepherd in Palestine thousands of years ago. Um, and, And understanding what it was like for them helps us know what Jesus was talking about when he said, you know, I'm the good shepherd. And so I'm going to unpack that a bit today. And if you've heard a hundred messages on the Lord is is, um, my shepherd, I'm hoping that I'll still be able to bring something fresh today. So don't switch off and be like, man, I've heard this so many times. I really think that God's put something cool in my heart and also through a bit of personal experience um, that will hopefully be helpful. And, you know, I think we can all agree that sometimes life can be really hard. Things don't go our way. We worry about what's going to happen. We worry if we'll be okay, if we'll be able to provide. We have to make decisions and we don't know which way to go with the decisions we make. Um, life can be difficult in the big picture things, but it can also be difficult in the small things. And I think a huge part of our pain in that process is that we live as though we're on our own. We live as though no one's going to look out for us, no one's caring for us. If it's going to happen, we have to do it ourselves. If it's needed, We have to provide it. We have to protect ourselves. We have to work out which way to go and we better get it right. And obviously, you know, we have family that cares for us and all that and we understand that. But I think at the end of the day, we kind of feel like all this pressure. I have to get it right. I have to take care of myself. I have to take care of my family. I'm in charge here. I'm in control and I have to make sure everything's okay. And that's so much pressure. And so I have some good news this morning. You have a good shepherd. You have a good shepherd. All of that isn't true of you and your life. You have a good shepherd and he wants to care for you. And so part of the reason that this image is so powerful to me is that God's been using this image and teaching me so much about it in my life this year in a very tangible way. Is anyone here a bit of an experiential learner? You learn through doing things? Yes. So I also learn that way. And we have sheep Um, miniature sheep that live in our backyard and so we're going to show a little video on the screen in just a second so this is a video of our sheep when they were little babies and when we first got them is it coming so these are our sheep that's our backyard this is what our backyard looks like these are when they were really little babies but um this is deer the one walking towards us and the other one's john so it's john deer like a tractor and because um, they eat our grass, we got them to be lawn mowers. And so they live in our backyard and they're very cute. And through taking care of the sheep, I have learned a lot more about sheep than I probably ever had before. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, and so I'm not claiming to be a sheep expert or a real shepherd or any such thing. But I probably know a tiny bit more about sheep than the average person through this experience. If you are a real sheep farmer and I get things wrong, please come tell me because I am totally open to that. I only have two. Um, but when I tell people we have sheep, the first thing they're like is like, what? Why do you have sheep? Are you allowed to have sheep? I don't actually know. And, <laughs> and then they ask questions like, oh, they're like, that's so cute. And then the next thing they say is, oh my gosh, sheep are so 
dumb. That's what everybody says. Oh my gosh, you have sheep. Sheep are so dumb. And so that's what I thought too. You know, I was like, yeah, sheep are so stupid. We're going to get them and they're going to be so dumb. And they're just going to be like these brainless grass processing machines. You know, that's kind of the approach that I had to sheep. But like, they started to be a little bit cleverer than I kind of had imagined. So they're kind of like, will make a humongous fuss if they want us to feed them and they don't stop and they've started to do it like as soon as the sun comes up. And if you ignore them, they just keep going and they walk right up to our back door and stand at our back door and make a humongous fuss until we come out. So they've got us well trained to come feed them at all, all of the times. And the thing is, we live in the suburbs. So you can't just like let them cry and be like, get over it, learn to not want food at 5.30 in the morning. We have to feed them because if they make a big fuss, all our neighbors will be very upset. So we have to get up and feed them very early in the morning. Um, they like to eat the leaves off the trees, but they've eaten all the leaves that they can eat by putting their head up like this. So one of them will stand there and the other one will jump its feet up on the other one's back and then it'll put up because it, it can get a bit higher that way and it eats all the leaves off from that. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of clever. And then we have all these lawn chairs in the backyard and they're the perfect height because they're miniature sheep. They're only about this big. They're not very big. They're kind of like, a medium-sized dog or something. And so they knock over the lawn chairs on purpose because they're shedding all their hair. They're like they're hair sheep, not wool sheep. And so they rub their backs up underneath this chair and they'll walk back and forth underneath the chair that they knocked over to get all the like fur off their back. They're doing all these things, which, I mean, look, you're not going to put a sheep in a circus and train it to jump through a hoop or something like that. But I basically thought they were so stupid and they proved me wrong. The rabbit got out once and they helped me corner the rabbit like they helped me get into the corner so that I could catch it. They totally know who Dave and I are. Anytime anybody else comes, they're like not interested. But if Dave and I are there, they like come and run up to us and want to be our friend and everything. And so I was like, what is going on? So I Googled it. I was like, ah, oh, sheep, stupid. And like this whole page, like a whole Google page of sheep are not stupid. This is just a myth. Sheep are not stupid. This is a myth. And I was like, what? And I was like, this is crazy. And so I like really looked at it. And it turns out, like, look, they're not the smartest of all the creatures, completely acknowledge that. But they're not fundamentally completely stupid. And this is important because, number one, I would like to defend my sheep against all the people that always say they're stupid and that say that they should eat, we should eat them because of lamb shops. And number two, because I often think that we take the approach to this passage that what Jesus is talking about is that we're just so stupid and dumb and he'll just take care of us because we're stupid. Maybe there's a tiny bit of that in there, but I think it's a bit more complicated than that. And so I'm hoping we can have a bit more depth to this image as we talk about it. Um, so firstly, we're going to have a little look at God's approach to us as a shepherd. And then we're going to have a look at what our response needs to be to God. So I'm going to read Psalm 23 because this is just so helpful for us in understanding um, the image of God as a shepherd. So this is written by David. David was um, one of the great kings of Israel. The Old Testament's all about Israel and um, the people of Israel who were the people of God in the Old Testament. And David was probably their most famous and their best king. And he was a shepherd boy before he became a king. And he would write psalms and songs about God and to God. And so this is one of the ones he wrote, probably the most famous psalm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the one that you know we read and know the most. So I'm going to read it out and hear it again, hear it fresh if you've heard it a hundred times before. This is Psalm 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. 
He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And so if we look at this passage and the passage in John, there's four things that I think God very clearly says, this is what it means that I'm a shepherd. Because we can kind of infer things and it's things we can kind of not easily understand because of cultural differences. But God very directly says a few things here. This is what I mean when I say I'm a shepherd. And so number one, he cares for us. So the overwhelming sense in this passage is that God as the shepherd is responsible for caring for us. He wants to care for us. And if that image like, is hard for you, you can even think of like a parent and a child and you care for a child. I think it's a similar image to that. It's an active care. It's not just like, you know, we think, oh, the sheep are going to need new hay soon. So we go buy hay and we don't wait for them to like ask us for hay, you know, and we don't wait for the water to run out and for them to think, make a big fuss because they need water. We think, oh, these sheep are going to need water and we provide for it. And I think sometimes we think that God's care for us is that he will just answer our prayers or just give us basically what we need. But he is like, cares for us holistically. Like he thinks, oh, I know my Robin. She's going to need this thing. And so I'm going to provide this for her before she even asks because I am caring for her and I am responsible to care for her. Isn't that great? Like we have a God in heaven that is responsible to care for us. In the, in the John passage that we read before where Jesus spoke, there was this beautiful sense of belonging. He, he says like, these are my sheep. These are the sheep of my pasture. He calls us his. He looks at you and he says, you are the sheep of my pasture. It's my job to care for you. And that's his heart towards you. And I just, I think that's so beautiful. And, you know, sheep are somewhat demanding. At least our sheep are. I think ours are, like, entirely spoiled, like I already said. Like, we live in the suburbs and we literally can't help it. Um, but I felt that, like, God has given me a heart to kind of care for them because it's teaching me so much about how God cares for us. They got sick and they got like, this weird bulge under their neck and they were sneezing and we're like, what is happening? And so we, like, Googled it. Thank the Lord for Google. That's how we're taking care of them. We have no idea what we're doing. And we discovered they had worms. So we had to go get this thing and squirt the worm medicine down their throat. And then they got better, thank goodness. And they poop everywhere. And so we have to get like a blower vac and suck it all up. And I was reflecting on the fact that if God didn't have any sheep in his pasture, there'd be no poop. But he'd rather have a ton of sheep in his pasture and deal with the poop. God's okay with your poop, metaphorically. He's okay with it. He's very willing to deal with it because he wants you in his pasture. He's okay with it. He's got lots of blower facts. He can just suck them all up, put them on the garden, use it for fertilizer. He's okay with it. He's okay with your poop because he wants to care for you. He's okay when you're sick and unwell because he wants to care for you. He has the worm medicine. He has it. It's okay. You're going to be okay, you know? Sheep need care. They aren't really that capable of caring for themselves in certain ways. And so they have a shepherd who cares for them. And we need care. And God wants to care for us. The second thing it talks a lot about is guidance. In both passages, it talks about God as our shepherd being our guide. In John, he said, I know them and they follow me. They know my voice and they follow me. They don't follow other people and other people's voices. They know my voice and they follow me. And in Psalm, it talks about how the Lord 
you know, lets them rest in green pastures. He leads them to water. He, um, you know, he says, he guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. And the sheep doesn't have to know the way to go. It just has to trust that the shepherd is going to lead it to the place that it needs to go. There's another common image in the Bible of sheep getting lost. You might have known the story of the hundred sheep and the one goes missing and he goes and finds it. And then there's that ba ba do ba ba verse about sheep going astray. And that's another common image in the Bible of sheep getting lost. Our sheep got lost the other night at 1.30 in the morning and we drove around the streets trying to find them and we found them, thank the Lord, and got them and put them in the back of the ute and I sat in the back of the ute and we drove them home at 2 a.m. and it was very funny. But our sheep got lost. And as good shepherds, we weren't just like, ah, oh, they'll be right. We went and found them. We guided them. We protected them. And that's what God does. He guides us. And I think, you know, you know we kind of went against the sheep's will. They didn't necessarily want to come with us. And we're like, too bad. You can't cause a car accident and eat everybody's lawns and gardens. So we're going to take you back. But God doesn't actually, like, I think God will pursue us when we run away from him. He's not going to violate our will, though. And I think this is a really important point to make. If we walk away from God, he promises in his word that he's going to pursue us. He's going to leave the 99 to find the one. He's going to leave to find the lost sheep. He promises that he's going to pursue us. And that is such a comfort to me. He's going to guide us home. But he's not going to violate our will. He's not going to like pick us up and be like, you must love me. You must follow me. And so it's, it's our choice. And God is so kind and so gentlemanly in that, in the way he does that. He's so comforting that he will come for us. He will come for us. And I like knowing that for my life. I do not plan to walk away from God, but I like knowing that if I ever do, he's going to come for me. He's going to come for me. He's such a good God. He guides us to where we need to be and he comes and finds us when we get lost. The next one is he protects. The good shepherd protects. In John, it talks about how um, Jesus as the shepherd is better than a hired hand, someone who's hired to take care of the sheep. Because a hired hand is going to run away when danger comes, but the shepherd, they're his sheep and he's going to protect them even with his life. Like, that's how extreme it is in John. In Psalms, it talks about your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. In David, you know, King David, who, we, who wrote this psalm, he talks in other parts of the Bible about how he killed lions and bears in protection of his sheep. Being a shepherd is not a sissy job at all. It's not just like walking around a field singing with a flock of sheep. He literally killed lions and bears to protect his sheep, which is pretty full on. And you know, sheep can kind of kick up a farce and they can kick their feet. But at the end of the day, if a lion comes, they don't have a lot of defense against a lion, right? And so they have a shepherd to protect them against a lion. And God is our shepherd. He's our protector. We're not in it on our own. If something comes for us that's too big for us, He's going to protect us and he's going to be in it with us when we go through hard times. God promises to be our protector. And the last one, number four, is that he provides. He provides water. He provides food. He provides a feast. In Psalm, it says, you know, my cup overflows. You give me more than I can hold. God gives more than enough. And the other thing I thought was so beautiful, it says he lets me rest in green meadows, that God provides rest for his sheep and rest for his people. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing. God's your provider. He wants to make sure that you and your family have what you need. And the shepherd doesn't just say, here's a scraggle of grass and some water, be happy. He wants to provide enough and more than enough for his sheep. A parent doesn't just say, here's some bread and water, 
be happy. They provide for their children. I mean, like, um, they, like, they give them more than that. They give them a house and clothes and like more than that. They give them more than what they need. They give them love. God knows what we need beyond just bare necessities. He wants to give us love. He wants to give us comfort. He wants to give us rest. He wants to give us what we need in holistic sense. And he wants to provide that for us as the sheep of his pasture. And so God says, he says, I am your shepherd. I am going to care for you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to provide for you. But I think if we're honest, very often we don't feel like that. We don't feel like that's the reality in our life. And I think that that comes down sometimes to our response to God as our shepherd. For months and months and months, when we first got these sheep, we wanted to be friends with them. But they didn't want to be friends with us at all. They were not interested in us. Anytime we'd go close to them, they would run away. And then like when the food would run out in the backyard and we'd try to put them out the front to get them more food, we're trying to provide for them. We're trying to care for them. We're trying to get them fresh grass. They would bar like we were trying to kill them. They would fight us all the time. They like not kick us, but like if we're like trying to bring them on the lead out the front, they'd be like, no, like just like hating us. And we're like, oh my gosh, stupid sheep, we love you. We're trying to get you fresh grass. Just trust us. And it was so frustrating. It was so frustrating. And I think that, I don't think it's that they're stupid. It's just that they're stubborn. They're so slow to trust and they're so slow to receive love. And I think perhaps as a non-expert on sheep, but with my limited experience and my much more experience of people and myself, perhaps that is why we struggle with this image of God as our shepherd and why as sheep, like why God calls us sheep. It's because I think we struggle to trust. It takes us time to trust. It takes us time to receive love. We're really stubborn. And I actually think so much of it comes down to our view of God the shepherd. We might have all the love in the world for these sheep and care for them and make sure they have enough food, but if they don't receive the love that we have for them, they don't experience it. And I know it's just a silly example because it's just our pets. It's not like a serious thing, but I think that that's what it's like before God. God might have all the love and all the care and all the tenderness for us in the world, but if we run away and if we think that every time he tries to lead us and provide for us, he's trying to hurt us, then we're not going to experience his love and his care. Our biggest issues in life, I really believe this, are not what we believe about ourselves, but what we believe about God. And we talk so much about believing the right things about ourselves, and that is so important, and that's true, and I totally stand behind that. But I really, really think we need to come back to learning to believe what is true about God. Because what we believe about ourselves kind of comes out of that. And what we believe about God shapes how we relate to Him and how we live our life. And in this passage, it really reinforces, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd. And we need to keep that deep in our heart and actually believe that, that God is actually a good shepherd. And we were so determined that these sheep would learn to love us and that we would care for them. We were really patient. It took a lot of time and literally getting down on their level. If you stand over them, they run away. They think you're a lion coming to eat them. If you kind of like, squat down and be like, all right, hello, hi, can I just touch your back? Sometimes they would be our friends. And so it took a very long time, but Anna, can we show the photo of of the video of me patting them? Sorry, it's sideways. I tried to fix it. I'm not that tech savvy, but look, we're best friends. Look, 
He would let me pat him and he loved it. And he's like, yeah, just here, just this spot here. This is good. And then we got another video. This one's kind of long, so I'll keep talking while it plays and we'll turn the lights back on. But um, this is, we were out at the Shores farm. Thank you, Shores. And we kind of thought they'd be like, oh, sweet, open pasture, let's run free. So he calls them and all they did the whole time was follow him around. And it was so cute. It was so dang cute. And it was like this thing of like, wow, like we'd actually kind of got to the point where we'd earned their trust. And it's very unfair. They don't follow me. They only follow Dave. He, they've chosen him as their shepherd, not me. And I'm very upset about it. But anyway, they totally love him and follow him everywhere. And I just thought it was such a cool picture of like what God's heart for us is. I mean, look at that. They just love him. And that's the image of a shepherd. One whose sheep... Oh, sorry about my gross voice. Um, one whose, whose sheep follow him. And you know what's so cool is that it took us like months of patience to make these sheep love us, but God is patient with us too. He understands. He understands that it's hard for us to trust. He understands that it's hard for us to receive love. All right, we can cut the video there. That's when they were making best friends with a little pony. That was also fairly cute. Um... But he gets it. He gets it. And he is willing to be patient with us. He is willing to get down on our level and be patient with us while we learn to trust him. And I think that that's so beautiful. I think that's so beautiful that God does that with us. So if we could just invite the band up, I'm just about to wrap up. But I guess my, my conclusion, my wrap up, my challenge to us this morning is are we willing to actually receive God as our shepherd? And he's going to care for us anyway. Even when the sheep hated our guts and didn't want to have anything to do with us, we weren't going to be like, no food for you. Of course we still cared for them. Of course we still gave them food and water and we would have given them medicine if they needed it and everything. And God will still care for you. If you don't want to receive his love, like his love and receive him... Um, you know, and I like, can really know him as your shepherd. He's still going to care for you. But I really feel like we're missing out if we don't actually receive God and see God as one who cares for us, as one who protects us, as one who provides for us, and as one who guides us. But we actually have to choose to receive that. We have to choose to trust. And I think that that is the crux of it. We were trying to bless these sheep. It was one day we were trying to take them. We were just joking. We called it the promised land because there was this humongous field of clover near our house. And so we like hooked them onto dog leads and tried to take them there. And they were like not having it. And we're like, no, we're just trying to bless you and take you to a nice thing. And we could just take you there if you trust us. And I feel like God must feel like that with us sometimes. I have these good things for you and I could just take you there if you just trust me. If you could just trust me, I could take you there. If you just trust me, I can give you more. And I, I think that that's God's heart for us. He wants us to trust him and to trust his leadership. That when he leads us and when he says, hey, go this way, we're not like, no, you're trying to kill me. We're like, okay, good. All right, I'll trust you. Even though it sounds crazy, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust that you're a good shepherd, that you're caring for me. You're looking out for me. You're loving me. Because that's his heart towards us. And so I'm going to... Um, have a double altar call. I just want to firstly give a chance to respond. If you feel like, you know, God's stirring your heart, that this is a hard thing for you. It's hard for you to trust God as your shepherd, and that's okay. 
God called a sheep for a reason, he gets it. But he's patient. Even if it takes months and years, whatever, he's patient to keep working with you. But if you want to say today, I want to take a step closer in actually trusting God, in actually believing that his intentions towards me are good, then I'm going to give you a chance this morning to respond to that and say, yeah, that's me. I want to go closer and deeper in my love for God. And the second thing is I want to give anyone here who doesn't know God, who doesn't know this good shepherd, a chance to know him and a chance to start a relationship with him. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. He wants you to join his flock, be one of the sheep under his care. He wants you to join his family. And um, he, like, you know, we had sinned and we had walked away from God, but he loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus. Jesus is the one who was saying, I'm the good shepherd. And he was saying in that passage that I will lay down my life to protect my sheep. And Jesus literally did that. That's what he was talking about at the end when he said, you know, no one can take my life from me. I willingly lay it down. Jesus willingly laid down his life to protect us from our greatest enemy that we couldn't overcome, which was sin. He willingly laid down his life to protect us from that lion, you know, to save us from that. And so he wants to invite you to come into his family. He rose again. He broke the power of sin. He broke the power of death. And he wants to welcome you into his family, to being a sheep in his flock who, who is under his care and who follows his leading. And so if I could just get everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads. If the first one is you and you're saying, yeah, this morning I want to go closer. I want to go deeper. I'm sure there's many people this morning that would say that. I'll even say that, you know, more in trusting God as my shepherd. I want to encourage you to raise your hand just as an indication in your own heart before God saying, that's me. Like, I just want to be closer. I want to trust more. That's awesome. I thank you so much for all those hands. There's, there's so many. If there's anyone else that wants to say, that's me this morning, I'm in. I want to trust God more. I want to trust his intentions more. That's awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Awesome. God, we'll just, we'll just pray. And God, I just thank you so much for everyone who's raised their hand this morning in this place. God, I thank you that you are a good shepherd. I thank you that we can trust you. And I pray that you'll teach us to trust you more. God, I pray for everyone who's raised their hand, that you'll give them the courage that when you say, this is the way, walk in it, that we'll have the courage to listen. We'll have the courage to obey. We'll have the courage to trust you, to trust that what you're saying over our life um, is good and it's true and you're leading us to good things. And so God, I just pray for all of them that this week they'll have such an amazing experience of your care for them, of your provision for them, that they'll know you um, as their shepherd. And God, I pray for all of us. You'll help all of us to be like the like our little sheepies were in that video, that we'll just follow willingly after you because we trust you and because you're our shepherd and we love you. We love being cared for by you, God. And I also um, just want to give anyone else an opportunity to respond um, to becoming a Christian, to saying, yeah, God, I'm in. I want to I wanna follow you. I want to live life your way. Um, if that's you, I want to encourage you to raise your hand right now. We're just going to pray a prayer together. Everyone's got their eyes closed and heads bowed. We're not, no one's looking around. But if you're saying, yeah, I want to know this God. I want to know this good shepherd. I want to be part of his pasture. I want to encourage you to raise your hand. And we just want to pray a prayer that, um, for you to, you know, come and join God's family. Just one more second as I look around. Awesome. God, I just thank you so much that you are so kind to us, that you are so patient with us, that you protect us and provide for us so well and we just honor you for that we're not you know we're not necessarily worthy of that at all but you want to and we are so grateful you are so good to us God and we just thank you in Jesus name amen